And a hello to each and every one of you today. Thank you for joining us to New Hope Radio and the New Hope Radio podcast, which is made available to you on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Player, and our website at newhopecc.tv. All you have to do is type in the Hope Club podcast, and you can get New Hope Radio on demand anytime. I like that. That makes it very convenient, doesn't it? Very good. So thank you for that. And thank all the Hope Club members that support New Hope Radio with $3 a week. And uh, we appreciate that as well. Keeping the radio show on the air. We're in a series entitled, Because of Christ. And we're looking at some of the things that we have because of Christ. Today we're going to see... I have forgiveness because of Christ. I have forgiveness. But wait, how does that happen? How and why do I have forgiveness from God? Well, let's get ready to take a look at where this forgiveness comes from. And I'll be right back to tell you. The Hope Club is a membership of supporters of New Hope Radio heard daily here on WARV. Would you join the Hope Club and commit $3 a week? In return, you'll receive an audio file devotional in your email box every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You'll receive other bonuses as well. And of course, you'll have the joy of keeping New Hope Radio on the air. Just go to newhopecc.tv, scroll down to support, click e-giving, click choose fund, and then radio. Enough people joining the Hope Club will ensure that New Hope Radio stays on the air. And thanks for your support. You know, in the Christian world, we celebrate Easter Sunday. And uh, it's known in many, many circles, of course, in Christianity, as Resurrection Sunday. And Resurrection Sunday better describes the significance of the day because it is the day that Jesus was resurrected from being dead in a tomb and he was raised to a glorified life. And you know what the good news is? Oh, you're not going to believe it. This is so great. The good news is that we too will one day experience a similar resurrection. Yeah, the Bible tells us that. In Romans 6, 5, write that down. If we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So we're going up just like Jesus did. Now, how important is this? This is how important it is. Because even in Jesus' day, some people didn't believe in the resurrection. They said, no, man, once you're dead, you're dead. Once you're in the ground, you're in the ground. And don't many people believe that today? They certainly do. A lot of them do. But here's what the Bible says. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And the Apostle Paul, he said that. 1 Corinthians 15, 13. That if there's no resurrection, then Jesus wasn't even raised. So then, okay, if Christ wasn't raised, what's the point of life? What's the point? Why do we live? Why are we here? So the resurrections 
They're about the end of life. They're about what happens after life. But what about living life? What about like right now on planet Earth? That's what we're kind of in tune to, isn't it? Because this is what we're doing. Though our lives are temporal in comparison to eternity, they're still important. So we're going to talk today about the significance of the resurrection with regard to our lives here on the earth. The resurrection answers three important questions. We begin with the question number one, why did Jesus come to earth? Now, all this is going to lead up to, because of Christ, I am forgiven. Oh man, I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. Because of Christ, I am forgiven. That's where we're going to end. So we're going to answer this question. Why did Jesus come to earth? Well, the Bible tells us in John 3.17 that God did not send the Son into the world (laughs) to judge the world. It's not why he came. But that the world might be saved through him. Oh, that's why Jesus came. How many people do you know that have the wrong idea about why Christ came. You know, most people in the world have the wrong idea about why Christ came. They get it all wrong. They thought he came to judge the world. No, he came that the world might be saved through him. He came to save us from the judgment that every person deserves. Now, you may be a really nice person, but you're still imperfect. And remember, we talked about this last time. Why am I judged? Because I'm born. I'm not judged because I did something wrong or did something bad. I'm judged because I was born. I was born alienated from the life of God. And therefore, I need to be reborn, born again, born of the Spirit, so I can have the life of God. So, you stand judged before a holy God. Like I said, Because of our sin nature, we're alienated from God. So what did Jesus do? He came. That we might be born of God and restored back to God. This was God's plan all along. He wants us home with him. You know, if a parent has a wayward child, they have one desire. I want my child home with me. And you know, the human race became wayward. And what was God's desire? I want my children home with me. That's all. Look how simple. Look how beautiful the mind of God is. He did all of this for us so he could restore us back to him. You know, Jesus himself said, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again. And the word again, it's the word enothen. It means above. Unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Why? The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. And you have to become a spiritual being in order to see the spiritual kingdom. We've got to have spiritual eyes to see and a spiritual mind to understand and a spiritual heart to engage with God. You see, it's all about the spirit realm. 
So that's why he came, not to judge, but to save. Second question, how did he do it? How did Jesus bring about this salvation, spare us from judgment, and offer us forgiveness? How did he do that? He took upon himself sinful flesh, which means he was born into the human family. That Jesus Christ, the omnipotent divine Christ that resided in heaven, he entered humankind and he became one of us. And he lived for 33 years upon this earth. And then at the right time, he went to a Roman cross where he not only suffered by the hands of the Romans, but he was judged by his father. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? You mean suffering at the hands of the Romans wasn't enough? No. He was judged by his father for the sins of the world. You think about what Jesus went through and what he did. See, somebody had to pay the price. And the the cross wasn't the whole plan of atonement. It was the father putting all the sins of mankind on his son and then judging him for it. The father even turned his back on his son because he couldn't look upon sin. Wow. I mean, it was an awful time in the Father's existence and in Jesus Christ's existence. It was an awful, awful, awful time. But you know, Hebrews 12, chapter 2, it tells us where to focus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith. Who, and this is how he did it, for the joy set before him, He endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm reading this and I'm like, how did Jesus do this? How did he come down to earth? How did he live among us? And how did he stay on that cross when people were saying, come on down? Hey, if you're God, prove it. Come on down. No one in their right mind would stay on a cross. Come on down. And the Bible says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was that joy? You know what that joy was? It was you and me. It was us. It was his creation. It was the wayward children that he saw through him, those that believe could return back to God. That was the joy, seeing people come back seeing people that were dead in their sins, lost in their sins. And after he paid the price for their sins, those that would respond and say, thank you, I believe, they would come back to the Father. That was the joy. That was the joy. So, God did all of this for us. What's in it for us now? What do we gain from this? Well, we know that Jesus left heaven that he came to earth, he suffered and died for us. So the question remains, okay, what about us? What do we get out of all that? We get the greatest gift we could ever receive, forgiveness. Let me tell you, if you've ever experienced forgiveness, you know it's a great gift. You know, when you need forgiveness, you feel rotten. 
You feel icky. You feel heavy and weighted down. And then when you get the forgiveness you need, it all goes away. It could be a restored relationship, a restored friendship. It could be a crime that was committed. But you know, you become, instead of being weighted down at the moment of forgiveness, instantly the weight has gone away. It's a great feeling. You've been there. I know I've been there like more than once. I've been there a lot. Needing forgiveness and feeling the weight of guilt removed at the moment of forgiveness. It's a beautiful thing. That's what God has done for us. He tells us in his word. Of him all the prophets bear witness of who? Of Jesus All the prophets bear witness that through his name, oh, here it comes. Are you ready for this? Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. I'm going to give you a deep Greek grammar lesson. You know what everyone means? Everyone. (laughs) That's it. Everyone means everyone. Everyone doesn't mean some. Everyone doesn't mean a few, it doesn't mean the most, it doesn't mean the ones that God has picked. Everyone means everyone. If it didn't mean everyone, it wouldn't say everyone. So, of Christ, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone, we could call it all people. We could call it all of humankind who believe in him receive forgiveness of sins. There it is. There it is. There's the condition. There's the condition for forgiveness. Believing. That's what's important. Believing. Believing is the greatest thing that we can do because it brings us the greatest gift. Forgiveness. Why do we need forgiveness? Because it's freeing. Don't you want to be free? Oh, we all want to be free. And when you know that you are forgiven, you are free. Free to what? You're free to live life. Are you living life? That's the question today. Are you living life? Now, it has nothing to do with your circumstances or your condition. It has to do with your heart and understanding what is true freedom. True freedom is knowing that you've been forgiven by God. That's why. Who can be forgiven? Whoever confesses that Jesus is God. That's who. Whoever Someone gave me a shirt one time. I'm a whoever, it says on it. I love that shirt. I'm a who. I'm a whoever. And guess what? You're a whoever too. Whoever confesses that Jesus is God. They can have forgiveness. Whoever. Everybody is a whoever. Everybody. This is what makes the gospel such good news. It's why, that's why, this is like, okay, wonderful news. Because nobody, I like this part, nobody is left out. 
No one. Not your uncle, not your aunt, not your grandmother, not your grandfather. Not the kid that picked on you in school. Not the one that you picked on in school. No one is left out. Whoever confesses that Jesus is God can be forgiven. Everybody listening to this program is a whoever. Everybody in your biological family is a whoever. Everybody that's at work with you is a whoever. Everybody who lives in your neighborhood is a whoever. Everybody in the world is a whoever. And God is waiting. He's waiting for you if you have not already. Today is the day to believe in His Son for your forgiveness. Today is the day. Why? Because today is the day of salvation. You know, there are actually three resurrections that the Bible talks about. There's the resurrection of Christ. There's the the resurrection of those who do believe. And then, uh uh-oh, the resurrection of those who don't believe. Now, let's take a look at these three. Resurrection number one, the resurrection of Christ. As we've already seen, he was raised from the grave and ascended into heaven. We know all that. But I want to look at resurrection number three, first of all, because it's not pretty, and I don't want to end with this one. Resurrection number three of the unbeliever, not pretty at all. We find it in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. And John said, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and there was no place found for them. Oh, and I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and Hades, that's the underworld, gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Now the deeds were, they fell short of perfection. And everybody's deeds fall short of perfection in order to receive forgiveness. That's why we believe in Christ, because our deeds don't measure up. Our deeds don't get it done. They don't. So all these people that said, no, I don't need Jesus, they were judged according to their deeds, their weak deeds, they failed. Even if they were good deeds, they were never good enough. And then, death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And now here it comes. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that's the Lamb's book of life. At the moment that you believe, your name goes in the Lamb's book of life. If anyone's name was not found written in the Lamb's book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. 
Sad ending. And, and you know, it's a sad ending that's not an ending. Because it's a lake that burns forever and ever and ever. That's why, you know, we don't want anybody to go through that. That's why we want to live our lives in such a way that the gospel is believable. You want to make your life count. You don't want to be a fake Christian because that'll just turn people away. You want to be the real McCoy. So then we have resurrection number two, the second resurrection. This is the resurrection of believers in Christ. This is the better picture. It's in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. The second death is that separation from God in the lake of fire. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ. See, forgiveness is available to all people. I think all we have to do is want it. I think in order to want it, you have to know that you need it. Right? You have to you have to acknowledge the fact, you know what? I need forgiveness. I know I do. And I know that forgiveness is found in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where I'm going. I'm going to him. I'm going to him. I'm saying, Lord, thank you that you died for my sins. That you did for me what I could never do for myself, and for that I'm eternally grateful. And I put my trust in you and my faith in you. And your work on the cross and your shed blood covered all my sins. And I want born from above. I have a new life. I'm free. I have forgiveness. You know, at the resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday, the plan of God was finished. Salvation was completed for all those who desire to own it. And that's the question that's left with us today. Do you want to own salvation? You know, at, at Easter, we have the, the, um, the Easter lilies, right? Someone once said that the Easter lily was chosen because of its shape like a trumpet. The trumpet is the instrument used to herald the king. And Jesus is certainly the king of kings. So, you know, the question today would be, would you make him your king? Will you let him rule over your heart and rule over your life? Give him the scepter of your life. You know, he's a good king. He's a good king. He leads us and guides us in the way of righteousness. He equips us with resources to travel the winding roads of life. He's our anchor in the storm. He's our bread when we're hungry, our drink when we're thirsty. He's our rest when we're tired. He's our friend when we're alone. You know, everything that we need is in Jesus Christ. It's all there. And actually, like the Apostle Paul said, my God will supply all your need. And what is your need? Your need is forgiveness. That's the greatest need of every single person. 
It's the greatest need because you know why? It solves the greatest problem. It solves the greatest problem. The greatest problem is that we're guilty before God and we're condemned. Why are we condemned? Because we're born. We're born with a sin nature, alienated from God. So we have a great need and God has done everything he could to satisfy that need, provided a savior. He made a way that our sins could be paid for. He's opened up the gates of heaven and said, you're welcome, come on in. Anybody and everybody is welcome into the kingdom of God. Oh, we got a good God. He's a good God. He wants to host you in his home. He says, come to my home. Everything is ready. I want to host you. I want to give you everything. I want to give you more than you could ever imagine. Wow, we've got a God like that. You know, we got a, we grew up with parents and they never wanted to spoil us, right? But you know our Heavenly Father? <laughs> He'll spoil us. He wants to spoil you. That's okay. He wants to spoil you. He's going to give you everything. He's going to give you from the riches of heaven. Everything. He's going to give it all. You know why? Because of love. Because of love. And because now you have no sin nature in the resurrection body, you're not going to waste it and, and mess it up. You, think about it. When you get to heaven, you can't mess anything up because you're perfect. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. I mess up a lot of stuff down here. Half the things I touch, I mess up. I get to heaven, finally, I'm not going to mess anything up. Oh, I can't wait. So that's how beautiful and how perfect things are going to be when we get there. So will you make him your king today? So you can realize all that God has for you and all that he wants to give you. Next time we're going to, but together we're going to see, because of Christ, oh, you might like this one. Because of Christ, I can keep calm. Is that something you need or what? Because of Christ, I can keep calm. And we're going to see how that works next time that we're together. Thank you for coming along to New Hope Radio. Don't forget the New Hope Radio podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, podcast player on our website just uh, type in the hope club podcast that's all you have to do and we'll be there join the hope club at three dollars a week go to our website newhopecc.tv go to e-giving put in your information put in your email so we can give you that three days a week devotional email as well that's it for today we'll see you next time